What's up, everybody? This is Coach Allie bringing you this week's episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. We know that a lot of you guys are prepping for your pageants right now, and so we thought it very timely to discuss the topic, how to have powerhouse paperwork. I'm bringing you some how-tos, some good snippets for how to make the judges love you before you even walk in the door and how that's going to translate to your interview and your on-stage question. All right, let's get right into it. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. I'm Coach Allie, and today we are talking about how to have powerhouse paperwork. We know that a lot of you are in a season of push right now. You have pageants coming up, whether that might be your final chance at a local or your state competition, heck, or even nationals. We know a couple girls that were prepping. Uh, they have like a seven-week turnaround or six-week turnaround for nationals. So in a nutshell, we are aware that paperwork is so, so, so important. Paperwork is the judge's first impression of you. And so it is your it is in your best interest to put your best foot forward, have people review your paperwork and really understand some key principles to really let your paperwork shine and reflect your personality and your achievements and showcase those wonderful emotions and storylines that we talk about all the time at Powerhouse Pageantry. So I'm going to get right into it because if you know me, I always talk forever on podcasts and I could really do trainings for like two hours, but we only have limited time. So I'm going to give you guys a lot here and I encourage you if you're listening to this, feel free to take notes. I am a huge note taker and especially if it's something that is really practical, which hopefully you listening to this, this is going to be for you today. I, I love taking notes and it really helps me remember it too. And you also have something to go back on rather than just listening, obviously to the audio. So I kind of have have six key things from a powerhouse perspective that when we're editing paperwork or really working on a client's paperwork, there's six things that I communicate and same thing that Megan does too. Number one is know who you are. I feel like a broken record every time I say this, um, but it is so true. How can you expect to communicate to somebody else about you kind of an all about you section. If you truly don't know who you are, you don't know what your gifts are. You don't know what you're passionate about. You don't feel comfortable talking about yourself. That's why this is always going to be step one for paperwork, for onstage question, for interview. You have to know who you are. This is the content behind what you're putting on your paperwork, the information and the emotions and the storylines behind the text on the actual physical document that the judges are getting could be actually digital because some pageants do that, but you get what I mean. So that is why number one, the number, number one principle with paperwork, talking about anything, even like a marketing resume or a profile for USA, whether you get one page, two pages, reflection questions, or you just get a bulleted list. It is so important that you know who you are. You take that time and do your personal development. You know your personality type. You dive deep into the achievements. You set some goals for yourself. You understand your deep core values and beliefs and your talents and skills. All of those things can be reflected in good paperwork. So that's why it's number one. Number two is understand your why. 
again, we kind of feel like a broken record every time we say this on the podcast or with clients, but I will say it every day till I'm blue in the face. And heck, even as an adult and someone on the other side of competing at nationals and on the other side of being a state title holder, it is still important for me to ask myself that question understanding your why. Why do you do what you do? Why are you passionate about this? Why do you want to do this? Why do you want to do this achievement? It was a huge question for me because as an achiever, I just want to say yes to everything, build my day full of busyness and not really ask the question why or get to the emotion behind it. So it's a really powerful question. And if you're able to answer that really comfortably, then it's going to come across in an authentic way, not only in your interview and on stage question, but at the starting point, which is your paperwork. Number three is passion on fire. So once you understand your natural bent, your core values and beliefs, your skills and talents, all of those things, and you understand why you're passionate about your platform, why you want to do the pageant, why you are who you are, you understand your family and your, your culture or whatever you bring to the table deeper than just a factual level, you get into more of the emotional level or the experiential level, then you become passion on fire because that gives you more confidence when you can speak from a place of why and knowing. And you might be like, well, those two things are contradictory. No, I mean, understanding your why is a knowing. It's a deep knowing and a confidence that comes from the inside. We get that question all the time. Allie and Megan, how do I have that inner confidence? How do I have that it factor? It factor. It comes from understanding these three principles specifically, because then you just exude confidence. You're comfortable with people looking at you on stage. You're comfortable commanding a room. You're comfortable talking on stage in front of lots of people, or even having a one-to-one -one conversation with good eye contact. Now, I know I'm getting into interview and onstage question a little bit, but that's what I mean by passion on fire. And that can even be in the words we choose, which is what I'm going to get into a little bit today when we're talking about paperwork. Four is experience. It's really important to list experience or your stories on paperwork. Five is communication. So how we are phrasing those things, which I just trickled in a little bit earlier, but I could say that I was an athlete, I'm bad at cooking, I'm a fitness instructor, and I'm super tall, right? I could list those things factually, or I could put some spin on it, use some really cute adjectives or really great descriptor words to really captivate your attention. And when a judge is reading that, they see and feel my personality before I'm even walking into the room, rather than just listing out, I worked for here and here is my job description, or I have experience in data analyzing. What could be more boring than that, right? I mean, if you're a data analyzer, sorry, I didn't mean that as a diss, but you could say that in a really exciting way with an adjective that kind of contrasts the quote unquote boringness of that job. And that's in your communication piece. So a lot of people think communication is just personal communication, meaning you're actually in front of me and I'm talking to you. But what I mean by that word is it actually is a piece of your paperwork. So the words that you're putting down, are you being intentional about how you are phrasing your sentences? Are you using bullet points in complete sentences, or are you writing out in paragraph form? There's many ways to do your paperwork, but you have to care about the words you're listing down. You can't treat paperwork like, oh, I'm just going to list all of my achievements and list 
everything about me in factual format and expect the judges to know who I am. No, they're just going to be overwhelmed and not get any ounce of your personality, let alone your mission or game plan or goals or vision for the title and the organization. Okay. And then the sixth major principle is aesthetic and brand. So you might be like, Ali, I can only have a black and white format. How the heck do I get aesthetic on my paperwork when I just have to literally put text under a category or a sentence or a question, right? So what I mean by aesthetic is you ask those questions. Can you incorporate your headshot? Is your headshot a part of your paperwork? Then I would say your aesthetic is figuring out what's a good headshot for you. Those things come together most of the time in a booklet for the judges. So they get your marketing sheet. Maybe it's your paperwork. If you're in MAO, so Miss America organization, then they get your social impact statement, which is the whole resume thing on another page, right? Are these things being harmonious with one another and are they accurately reflecting your brand? So who you are, does it match your social media? Does it match the vibe that you are going to be competing in? Or does your paperwork come across really bland? And then the person who comes in the room is like this super bubbly over the top, whatever the judges are going to be really confused. Okay. So aesthetic is the overall vibe. And yes, if you are in a pageant system that allows design elements, I do mean understanding the colors and the lines and kind of the overall messaging and have that be harmonious and synonymous with the brand and your communication and your whole messaging there too. So without getting too far into that overview, <laughs> Those are the six things that I would say need to be in every single paperwork and what we call the powerhouse paperwork. We pretty much coach on one of those six things when someone's coming to us and saying, hey, you know, I need to revamp my um, paperwork. And you might be like, Ali, where's the storylines in that? I would say that is combining the first three with communication because you have to know who you are, what your experiences are, your passion on fire, understanding your why, and then learning how to communicate it. So storylines is pretty much in throughout all six of those things. So again, I did a whole training on this in our inner circle. And if you're interested in that program, make sure to reach out to Megan and I and, and let us know. But there's a couple key questions that I always ask if I am doing a paperwork session with a client, right? And so I want to kind of trickle in. I can't go too deep because I don't have an hour and I'm not talking to you exactly one-on-one, -on -one, but I want to trickle in a couple of those key questions so you can write them down. Again, I hope you're taking notes, but hopefully you can write them down and take a look at your paperwork, or maybe it's a marketing sheet or a profile or whatever your pageant system calls the judge's bio that they're getting. So your informational sheet that describes who are you, what you're about, what you're passionate about, what your pageant platform is, your talent, your whatever, right? That sheet is what I'm referring to. There's a couple key questions um, that are great to ask yourself before you actually turn it in. Because once you turn it in, you're kind of stuck with it and not a lot of pageant systems allow you to edit your paperwork. And so it's really great to ask these questions. Number one, every good piece of powerhouse paperwork has to have an attention grabber, right? You have to ask the question, what is the problem? Like, what is the problem here, right? And you might be like, what, how does that relate to a bio? Well, in your pageant interview, the platform that you have, the cause that you're advocating for, you have to get the judges to actually care about that thing, right? Because let's be honest, you probably, or you should, I'm not gonna say probably, you should have a personal tie or a personal story, or it should be a close personal friend story that you're able to emotionally connect to and accurately articulate, right? What is that problem that you are trying to solve? 
Okay. Why should every person care about this problem? Let's say you, your platform is about obesity in America or pediatric cancer or blood donation. Those are all very, very important issues that need to be discussed on multiple levels, arguably in every single state. And everybody needs to kind of know something about those issues, right? But how are you communicating that on your paperwork to the judges to showcase, hey, this is the most important issue that we need to care about. And that's why I'm the answer to fill this position. So this title, so I can fix this. Do you see how that's a shift in your thinking rather than just, I need to raise awareness for this problem. This is a problem going on in the world. 20% of people are affected by this or three in every 100 people have blah, right? okay, like that's a fact. And I'm now more knowledgeable after knowing that, but describing the problem is getting to that emotion. And it's proving the question, like, this is so important that you cannot crown anybody else but me because I need to solve this problem. And the urgency that comes with that is shining through your paperwork. Okay. So how are we all affected by this problem? What's your, what's your personal story? And then trickling in after you get to that emotion, some really powerful stats. I'm not talking about bland stats that you just Googled and you threw on your paperwork, right? What is a stat that's actually going to be ear catching and heart wrenching, right? Like 70% of people, blah, 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 blah or eight out of 10 people, something like those are big numbers. And if I'm hearing a stat like that, that's way more impactful than 1% of people do blah. Okay. What does 1% mean? People, are we talking about Americans or globally? Like, do you hear how that's a different kind of stat, right? Okay. That's the first question. I'm not going to get too far in the weeds with the details. The second question is again, why am I the solution? You are proving this question to a judge with your paperwork. So why are you personally the solution to this problem? Let's use those examples that I mentioned earlier. I said pediatric cancer, obesity, and blood donation. Okay. Those are issues that multiple girls have as platforms across the United States. Yeah. How is your viewpoint or your story different from them or what commonalities create power in messaging and how are you unique in this area those are all really good things to know and feel confident in sharing your story in because a lot of girls are uncomfortable with honestly talking about yourself and you're like how do i do that without bragging right you should all know how to humble brag and all know how to emotionally and by that i don't mean burst into tears but i mean get to the emotion what's the root emotion of your story sadness anger fear shame guilt disappointment uh, triumph overcoming something like those are emotions that everybody can relate to so why are you the solution to this problem with your specific story? That's what makes you unique. That is what makes a judge in an interview or even reading your paperwork go, oh my gosh, like I wanna ask this girl a question because she has a story or a, something that's just popping off of her paperwork that I it's burning a question in me that I cannot wait to ask her. That is the state that you want your judges in before you walk through that door. And it shouldn't take a couple minutes in your interview to get to that point. Your paperwork should fuel good questions right away. And your paperwork should really drive a majority of your interview, whether you have a two minute interview, two, three minutes in USA, or you have 10 minute interview in MAO or 12 minutes in the volunteer organization or whatever your organization is, okay? So again, some more questions. What do I do about it? What should people do about it? So these are really your advocacy focused kind of questions. So think about 
financial, legislative, education, family, cultural, stereotypes, what change can, do you want to see in the media, right? Those are just a couple categories that I feel like can help you get outside the box besides just this is an issue and I want to advocate for it. I want to raise awareness about this issue. Okay, like I'm glad you want to do that, but that is not attention grabbing to 99% of people because yeah, telling someone, yeah, you need to care about this. It's not asking the question why. And if you prove that concept in your paperwork of this is literally the most important issue that everybody needs to know and you're passionate about it, the audience and the judges are just going to capture that and latch onto that passion and then be like, yes, like, what am I doing? I need to know about this. Like that is a huge that's a huge issue. And and yeah, this girl should totally win because she's going to solve that problem and she's the one to do it. So yeah, let's crown her today, right? And understanding your platform to that biggest extent, if you know how to communicate it and you understand the emotions of it, then transfer that to your paperwork. And that deep understanding has got to come first, okay? And in another um, another podcast that I'm going to do, I think next, maybe in a couple here, is going in depth into some of the judges' questions that they are asking you before you walk in the door. So when they're reading your paperwork, what are some questions that come up from a judge's perspective when they're reading anybody's paperwork, not just yours, not just mine when they did that, but it's the assumption that they make before you step in the door. So make sure you're staying, staying tuned in to that headline. I'm, I think I'm gonna release that either next week or in a couple weeks here. But the last thing I wanna leave you guys with when talking about powerhouse paperwork, I wanna go over some area specific truths for the actual pageant system that you are in. So what are some truths for MAO? What are some truths for MUO, for Mrs. competitions or for Miss or greater Miss competitions? And then overall truths that everybody needs to have in their paperwork. Again, I went over some of those for Powerhouse, but this was another note sheet that I made that I kind of just want to give you as an overview and a freebie for everybody who's faithfully listening to the Powerhouse podcast. Yay. So some overall notes, I was going into this a little bit by knowing your why, but another way to say that and verbalize it is benefit versus feature, okay? If I'm selling something to you, I'm not just going to go into the features of the item, right? I could tell you every single detail about how this app works and, and the facts about it and the sales you could make or whatever that is not making the person feel anything and if you know anything about sales that you don't want to overwhelm the listener with all of these stats and facts because they're going to tune out after like two seconds okay but if you hone in on the emotion behind it so the biggest need of the listener and that's where you can go into that emotion and the why if you're proving that concept of this is a massive issue and you have the solution it is providing benefit to the problem rather than just showing off features, okay? And you're answering the question, why should I care about this? Similarly, when girls just list out a ton of their accomplishments, don't get me wrong, I am super guilty about this. When I first draft up my like initial paperwork for Miss Omaha and my first local I ever did, I just put all my career experience, all my internships and accomplishments, and I was like, all right, like, cross my hands. I'm good. Like this sounds good to me. And it had literally zero emotion on it. Um, I did win that local because I brought the emotion in my interview, but it 
I didn't get the questions that I did at Miss Nebraska when I did beef up my paperwork and really get into my storylines. And that's kind of that's kind of my point here. So make sure you're not just listing, oh, here's all the features of the product, but you're really proving the benefit of why you and you're you're proving that question. Okay. The next thing I would say is embrace the past with your stories and set goals for the future by having vision for your future. So I was just training a girl, um, last week we were doing a one-on-one and she really struggles with casting vision and really setting goals in her life. She's an extremely accomplished woman and she's just like, yeah, I, I really have a hard time talking about like a marketing plan or a vision because, I get stuck and I don't know how to make it unique to somebody else. Those are really good things to think about because you know you are going to get asked that question in your interview, right? You know that someone's gonna say, what's your marketing plan for the organization? And that's a great thing to include on your paperwork besides just assuming the judge is gonna ask you. You can put a spot on your paperwork that says vision or my mission is or my goals for miss whatever your title is are to listing them out. Like there's a thousand different ways to kind of do the same thing and show your personality, okay? But you're proving that you've thought about that and you're not just listing your accomplishments, but you're actually thinking about the future and you're dreaming, what would it be like to have this title? And all of those things are coming through on your paperwork and not just listing facts. It's thinking about that future and thinking um, about next steps, okay? And a really good rule of thumb too that I wrote down that I wanted to share is asking past title holders. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I literally don't know where to start. I only have a career focused resume and I don't know how to make it quote unquote pageanty. Um, there are some pageant resumes online that you can like buy from former Miss America years and Miss USA years. But the best way to do it, honestly, sit down with the title holder whose job you're trying to take over and ask her what worked, what didn't ask to see her paperwork. And that's probably the best indication of something you should model it off of because time wise, it's going to be the most timely paperwork that you can see. Yeah. You can listen or watch. I don't know how you would listen to someone's paperwork, but (laughs) watch someone's paperwork from five years ago or look at it. I mean, um, like five, 10 years ago, but you need to be up with the times and having paperwork that's really on brand for the organization as well. So meeting with the title holder is a really, really good idea, regardless of the pageant system that you're in. Okay. And overall good paperwork. The last principle here finding good balance between professionalism and personality and how you do that is you be a powerhouse and personable at the same time so by what i mean being a powerhouse is you learn to be powerful that's not overbearing that's not too much masculine energy that's not being too direct and too blunt and too like too much no it's knowing your inner confidence and being direct in your communication and able to handle any question that comes your way while also being personable. So controlling the pace of your voice and having those strong adjectives in your paperwork that elicit proper questions. So quick overview of some competitions that I want to just trickle in here before I hop off. This podcast, MAO specific, obviously that was the pageant system that I participated in and a couple strong keys for paperwork in the Miss America organization. Number one, you need to know why you're participating in that specific pageant system. And this is a really good question, honestly, for every pageant system, but specifically Miss America. I know everybody gets asked this question like you could have done a lot of different pageants. Why did you choose to participate in Miss America or for them? Why is it the best pageant system or why? What what's what do you love about it? What's your favorite? Like those type of questions, knowing your why is really important. 
Number two is your uniqueness. So knowing your why and knowing your story behind your social impact initiative. And for those listening, you're like, what the heck is that? It's what Miss America calls your platform. They call it the social impact initiative. That change happened a couple of years back. Okay, so think, why am I the solution? What do I do about it? Why should people care about this? Number three, know your power partnerships and community impact. So having power partnerships, and what I mean by that is, again, not just saying, I want to advocate for this issue, but it's with my partnership of the American Red Cross or with the American Diabetes Association, I will blah, blah, blah. And and going deeper into your mission through a partnership with an organization provides authority and power in a in backing you into actually facilitating that as the title holder, right? Because you can only do so much in your own strength, but when you have the skills and the capacity of a whole organization behind you, or you're trained in their training, or you're a certified whatever, that adds more weight and power and can be really powerful specifically for MAO. Number four is emotionally communicating your talent, skills, and qualifications. We've kind of gone over this, but it's really using the proper adjectives on your paperwork. Don't be afraid to have fun on paperwork. I absolutely hate it when I get someone who's like, my director is taking out all my personality and my paperwork because they think it just needs to be more professional. Number one, I'm like, did they actually compete in pageants and are they paying attention to the trend of pageantry right now? Because then their advice is probably not something that you want to take as like, Bible. Um, and it's okay to get multiple perspectives on your paperwork, to be honest. Like my way and my preference isn't the only standard. Megan's isn't the only standard. Like, yes, we know a lot of what we're talking about, but it's good to get lots of eyes on your paperwork because there's lots of different personalities. You're going to have judges of different ages, different cultures, different backgrounds from different states. And the more people that can see it and kind of give you some feedback, the better. But don't let someone, my point in that is don't let someone take out the personality in your adjectives that you place on your paperwork, because that can really connect a judge to you before you walk in the door by bringing your emotional vocabulary onto your paperwork. Okay. And then finally, because MAO can have a uh, specific aesthetic that pertains to you, make sure your aesthetic matches your brand. Okay. With MUO, so the Miss Universe and Miss USA organization, you have to know your super stories, okay? And a lot of these overlap, girls, so if you're listening to this and you're like, oh, well, that actually pertains to my pageant system, great, like, that's what this is for. But MUO, you have to know your super stories because you only have like two, three minutes, right? So when you are in that interview, regardless of the question that you were asked, you have to know which of my three to five super stories does this kind of pertain to and how can I get one of them across? That is something you have to practice. And knowing your super stories is one thing, but making sure that they're on your paperwork is another. So if you want to have powerhouse paperwork and you're competing in the Miss Universe organization, make sure that there's some dangled carrot on your paperwork that's like a little teaser where you want a judge to ask you about it, right? Because again, what's the purpose of your paperwork if you explain every single little detail on it? Then the judge feels like they know everything about you and they don't want to ask you more. But if you phrase it in a way that provides a healthy curiosity, and you kind of dangle that carrot, so to speak, with your adjectives and your emotional vocab, then I want to ask you a question as a judge. Okay. So that brings me to number two, which is curiosity. Like I was just saying, you don't want to share every single little detail because then as a judge, you're like, great, I don't, I don't really know what to ask you. Right. 
So leave them wanting more in the tone of your paperwork. Explain it so they understand, but using those adjectives and emotional vocab, say it, it's okay to be quirky and show your personality, but leaving them curious will hopefully have them asking that question in your interview. Number three is a unified brand. Uh, every couple years, the Miss Universe organization changes. Obviously they have a new slogan now. So making sure that your platform and uh, your paperwork matches the brand and the direction of Miss USA and Miss Universe, because the aesthetic does matter a lot in a lot of pageants, but specifically Miss Universe organization, you do have to have the look and have the confidence and be able to command a stage. And that starts with your paperwork, because again, that's the very first impression of a judge. And even if you're having a black and white format where you just have to answer the questions or put things in a bullet point format, you want to be unified. Don't put something on there that is really against a core belief of the Miss Universe organization. Okay. It's just going to be confusing for a judge. And to be frank, you don't have time for that in your interview because you only have like two to three minutes. Okay. And then four, the biggest thing here is blending energy. And what I mean by that is blending your masculine and feminine energy. You might be like, Ali, like, how do I have masculine energy? So literally look it up on Google. I don't have time to do a whole thing about it. I think Megan's going to do or has done by the time this releases a podcast on masculine versus feminine energy. Feminine energy is soft. It's warmth. It's the emotional relatability here. Masculine energy in a nutshell is the confidence that comes with it, the drive, the hard working the um a little bit more directness right good interviews and good paperwork have a healthy blend of both of those things you can't just be super direct and in someone's face and and you know a really intense person you're gonna make people be on their back foot all the time okay and on the other side of that you can't just be this sweet and warm person without any power behind it this the other person the person with too much feminine energy that doesn't have masculine energy that's the type of person that's like wow she's really sweet but i'm never going to vote her to be the job because i don't believe that she can right it's like having that backbone while also being sweet versus the other side someone has that backbone but i don't think they're warm enough to actually connect and relate to people and be emotionally available if that makes sense okay then for mrs pageants most of these pageants, their paperwork is focused on family, your platform and service aspects, your career, your impact in your communities, and then your hobbies. So focusing on those things and making sure that those categories come through in your paperwork is really, really important. Every Mrs. Competition that I've ever been to has these things come up on the onstage question and their interviews nine times out of 10, at least one of these things, if not all of them. So if you are a Mrs. contestant listening to this, make sure that those categories, again, family, platform, service, career, and impact in your community, state, or nationally, and then hobbies are in your paperwork and listed with the adjectives and emotional vocab that we've talked about already, okay? Making sure that you turn your story into a positive and making sure your experience is unique to you. You've, If you're participating in a Mrs. competition, you're obviously a little bit older than like a teen or a miss competition. So use that to your advantage. Talk about your experience in an area and learn how to speak from a place of confidence and of knowledge and have that tone of voice come through in your paperwork while also blending in your personality to it as well. Awesome. Okay, so finally is the Miss or like greater Ms. or Mrs. pageants. So I would compound off every single thing that I've said so far and also the biggest thing 
uh, with this would also be to recognize the season of life that you're in. So if you are a little bit older and you're doing a Ms. or Mrs. pageant, by older, I mean maybe 27 plus, which is not old, but in the pageant circuit, that could mean you are just turned 28 or you're 30 and not married or 40 and divorced or, or whatever, okay? I say season of your life because if you are participating in this kind of pageant, there's probably a reason why you are choosing this specific pageant system and this organization, right? Being true to what season of life you're in, maybe you've moved around a lot, maybe you are divorced, maybe you've never gotten married, maybe that's part of your story. Being okay with where you've been, being able to talk about it to the extent that you wanna talk about, and then being vulnerable to the level that you're comfortable with is really, really important for these type of competitions. And having that be reflected in your paperwork, similarly with some of those same categories in the Mrs. Pageant, so family, platform, and service, career, and impact, and hobbies, but having the tone of voice that is indicative to the season of life that you are in, right? We, we say this to our teens all the time, like we are not expecting a teen, like a 15-year-old, to be a 27-year-old woman and like own a business and talk like she's you know, done all of these things. No, you're a teen, talk like a teen. If you're a miss, you're 18 to 27, talk like a miss. Like you don't need to be 40 years old on stage. If you are in this category and you're 35 and you've never done a pageant before, whether this is misses or you're in a miss pageant, great, speak to that season of your life. You don't have to be pageant patty or be anybody else but yourself or sound like anybody else but yourself. And really understanding the season of life that you're in and communicating that effectively can be really, really powerful when it comes to your paperwork and comes to your interview and comes to onstage question. So all of that in a nutshell, if you take these powerful keys, I really, really believe that you will turn your normal paperwork or whatever status it's in right now into powerhouse paperwork. Because when you can tap into your why, you know who you are, and you have that blending of energy, you know your super stories, and you make sure to incorporate that emotional vocabulary, those specific adjectives, you have that personality. Those are all attributes of a state title holder's paperwork, to be honest. Get multiple eyes on it and... Yeah, take those next steps with your paperwork and don't be afraid to let yourself go there. Don't get into achievement listing mode or too feminine, too masculine. And it really helps to have a lot of people view it. And if you want to work with Megan and I on paperwork, we always offer one-on-one -on -one sessions for paperwork specifically. That's a lot of what we do and clients love it. We love to do it too. So reach out to us if you're interested in that. But all of that being said, I hope you learned something today. I hope you found value in some part of this podcast and feel free to DM me on Instagram, your favorite part. If you have listened to this entire podcast and feel free to go back on those notes that I hope that you wrote during the course of listening to this today. Well, that's all I have for you guys today. Again, I'm coach Allie and this is the powerhouse podcast. I hope to see you next week. Thanks everybody. Bye. 
Hey guys, Coach Megan here, and thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. We're so honored to have you wherever you are, near or far away from the great metropolis of Omaha, Nebraska, where we are from. We are so proud to be your virtual coaches. If you could just share this with a friend that you feel like needs to hear this today, give us a five-star review if you haven't already, and click that link below in our show notes. We promise we are the nicest people. We are the nicest people, we promise, and we'd love to meet you, and we'd love to to figure out if you're a good fit for our programs or make a suggestion for a different coach, different consultant, different person that's a professional in their field that can help you. The reason why we do it this way, actually, because a lot of people ask is because we want to help you practice the elements of being a great title holder from the very beginning. And one of those things is vulnerability. One of those things is being a self-starter. One of those things is being able to reach out and cold email, cold call, cold DM somebody that you don't know because of the potential opportunity on the other side of things. When I was Miss Nebraska and Miss Nebraska USA, just letting y'all know that's how you get media. That's how you get appearances. That's how you get sponsors is being willing to put yourself out there. And so we want to help you practice that from the very beginning, learn more about you and discover um, if we can help you and we'll point you in the right direction for one of our services programs and the right coach for you. Otherwise, we will absolutely make a best suggestion for you in a different direction. Because at the end of the day, we're not territorial about needing to coach every person in the world. We just want you to find your right fit so that you can make your dreams come true and unlock the winner within you. Anyways, just wanted to encourage you guys in that today. Again, leave us a review, DM us um, on Instagram at any of our handles. And with that, we'll see you guys next week.